Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, Megan. Today, I have my college friend, Chelsea, here. Hi, Chelsea. I'm Burial. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, today we watched, well, it wasn't actually today, to like give you a peek behind the curtain, but uh, today we're going to talk about a Hallmark movie, which... I heard was on Netflix and then turned out to be on Voodoo. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, so it was Dear Dumb Diary, which I guess is based on a juvenile book series. But I did not do any research on it, so don't quote me on that. (laughs) So what is your history with um, made-for-TV movies? Do you watch made-for-TV movies at all? Not usually, but I have seen a few just, um, well, at my, either my parents' house or uh, my husband's grandparents' house because they tend to watch a lot of TV and a lot of made-for-TV movies as well, especially during Christmas time. And even though I may sometimes not want to actually sit down and watch the whole movie... I can get sucked in. (laughs) So it starts off like as politeness and then you're like, oh, wait, what actually happens? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a movie aimed at tweens. I mean, I guess it would be. There's really no reason I should be watching tween movies. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if we like were like aunts to tween kids or something then maybe but yeah i don't know i don't like babysit a lot you babysit some but do you babysit specifically tween girls um not not really the only girl would be holly uh, a, a mutual friend of ours daughter who's 13 now but even then like the movies are usually still kind of aimed at children in general not really directly aimed at tweens or middle schoolers yeah it was weird I saw a post on Facebook the other day and it was like talking about how like in the 90s there was a lot of movies for tweens and now there's like movies for teenagers and there's movies for children but there's not like a ton of tween Hmm. stuff yeah I wouldn't say I've really like heard of anything recently that yeah. that I would think is aimed at them at that age group yeah but this movie definitely was <laughs> pitched exactly towards yeah kids that are I don't know 8 to 14 <laughs> definitely yeah. uh so what was the main character's name again um Jamie what was her last name? Jamie something. <laughs> Jamie's good enough. <laughs> it, I guess it wasn't as memorable as the other characters' names. Yeah. There's some pretty crazy names. <laughs> so we start with her, and she's in an enormous walk-in closet. <laughs> and she has, like, I don't know... 50 outfits or something in there (laughs) at least 
and she like looks like a punk rocker and a girl in a boa and I don't even remember all her costume all changes. All sorts of other things. <laughs> <laughs> and she sings a song because this is a musical, which I didn't realize until that moment. <laughs> that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, like we're going to have like little rock numbers. It's going to be like one of those kind of like a Disney movie. Um, but on crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she like goes through a bunch of outfits and it's not so much like an I want song is just like I don't I don't know what she's talking about she's basically saying who she is like I like to yeah. dress up and I like to <laughs> say and do what I want <laughs> I guess sort of like an exposition song yeah for some movies yeah it, it's just like introducing you to her as a person yeah um and her ginormous closet yeah and her dumb diary, which she calls Dear Dumb Diary. That's right. It's like her biggest confidant, and yet she calls it dumb. I don't really know why. Yeah, I've never heard of a kid calling their diary dumb. Yeah. And I never did that myself, but okay. Sure. <laughs> I, guess. I guess she's like trying to make it sound like, I get that it's dumb that I do this, but I do it anyways. Yeah, that must be it. But anyway, so she has this song that goes on for a while. And then we see her at her middle school, and her best friend's named Isabel, and her crush. Do you remember what the crush's name was? How could I forget? <laughs> her crush is named Hudson Rivers, <laughs> which is probably my favorite name of all the characters. Yeah. And Hudson Rivers, I don't know if it was like for a class project, or he just likes carrying around bugs, but he has a giant box of bugs. <laughs> And she's clumsy, so she, like, knocks into his box of bugs. And then Angeline, this other girl in their class, walks by. And she's, like, blonde and uh, a pretty girl. Yeah. And that's pretty much Super the Super well-dressed. Yeah. Like, in the typical... Like, preppy clothes. Yeah. Fashionable outfit. Yeah. Although, I kind of felt like the way her hair was styled made it look like it was a wig. It did look so like a wig. So that always bothered me, yeah. like, every time I saw her. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, a breakdown of, like, how she smells all the time. <laughs> and then uh, the main character, whose name I've already forgotten, Jamie? Yeah. Okay. Jamie is sitting in class and she's telling us about how lame her teacher is. And then she's thinking about how gorgeous Angeline is and how much she hates her for being gorgeous. And then we're 10 minutes into the movie and we have another musical number. <sighs> what, 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 what do you think about this musical number? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was hard to comprehend what was going on <laughs> I think it was just like I had a lack for words because it was that ridiculous um they go about describing how they want basically they want to round up all the pretty people in the world and get rid of them <laughs> yeah which is kind of like creepy like 
I don't know, like dystopian society esque, yeah. but in a cheerful, upbeat song. So it's very strange having this energetic, bubbly, goofy middle school kids singing about rounding up all the pretty people and getting rid of them. Like, that's just. <laughs> smart idea because then i guess then all the average people will be fine and yeah. won't have problems <laughs> so there's some shots where they had like models rounded up and all the like middle schoolers are rounding up the adult models and <laughs> like putting them on a bus yeah a bus yeah. that's gonna take them away to who knows where yeah. wherever they're banished to yeah it's basically like she wants concentration camps for pretty people <laughs> yeah it was very strange <laughs> kind of disturbing yeah it's like uh I, I mean i understand that like you wish people paid more attention to you and other average looking people but maybe <laughs> maybe chill out a little <laughs> yeah just a little worried about where your mind is headed yeah i was like are these like the future incels of america or something <laughs> like it was kind of creepy. Um, but it's a super cheerful, yes. upbeat song. <laughs> On a plus note. <laughs> and um, she's, like, really big into daydreaming and doesn't mm. notice if she's, like, doing something weird, like, outwardly. So yeah. she ends up, like, flailing her arms all over the place because that's, like, <laughs> a thing that she was doing in her mind as a dancer in this big dance video in her brain. <laughs> And then her teacher's like, what, what are you, are you going to uh, volunteer for the jump-a-thon? Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's the, how, she, I guess that's how she got signed up. But no, I, that would have been, like, simpler. But oh, yeah, yeah, they just, didn't officially sign her up then. Yeah, it's just to explain right. that there's a jump-a-thon, which is a, a fundraiser for the county and then only one school gets all the money at the end <laughs> didn't really make any sense but that's what the jump-a-thon is <laughs> way to promote competition versus cooperation <laughs> um so the girl angeline is already signed up and like no one else has signed up yet um but i thought right. it was gonna be like Oh, I hate Angeline, and I want to show her up, so I'm gonna like join the jumpathon. But that's not even the thing that gets her to join the jumpathon. <laughs> like that doesn't happen until like three scenes from now, and it's like the main plot of the movie. <laughs> um, then she yeah. goes home and is almost poisoned by her mother. <laughs> oh yeah, apparently her mom's a terrible cook. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all there is to that yeah. scene. It's just like, yeah. didn't really have any other purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we hear that Aunt Carol, is that her aunt's name? I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt Carol is going to be coming to town to live with them for some time. I don't know why. Yeah. Never know why. No, they didn't. They didn't really explain that. I thought the way it sounded was like that she was coming for a vacation to visit them. Yeah. But then it's like, nope, she's staying here. Yeah, because she gets a job there. Yeah. So is she living with them? Because we never see her like... I think so. Okay. I How many bedrooms does this house have? Because it looks enormous, this house that they're living in. It does in. look really big. 
and she doesn't have any siblings so it's like she has an upstairs bedroom and then aunt carol i think has her own space too and then the parents have a bedroom so it's three or more but like it's such a big house i feel like (laughs) there's even more (laughs) rooms but who knows yeah at one point like her dog farts in her room and she can't possibly (laughs) sleep there so she sleeps on the couch in the living room so i guess maybe there's only exactly oh yeah three bedrooms yeah it's kind of weird and at another point there's like a party that's gonna happen at the house and the mom's like we have to put all the coats in your room and so you have to like clean your room and it was like maybe just a way for her to get her daughter to clean her room because it made no sense maybe like, yeah, your it's house like, is enormous this is not the yeah, only you place don't have coats. a coat closet yeah or any other extra bedrooms and like why would you make all your guests go upstairs to put their stuff in your daughter's room like true it just seems like an inconvenient thing to do yeah and the party like everyone was dressed not in cold clothes it's not even like a cold time of year i don't think yeah so no it looked sunny and warm like in every scene yeah huh we also have no idea where this takes place if it's a cold climate or a warm climate yeah they didn't touch on that at all yeah Anyways, things that are weird in this movie (laughs) regarding the mom in the house. (laughs) Um, But then, I guess the next thing that happens is Aunt Carol comes to town. Yeah, and apparently Aunt Carol's like the epitome of beauty and perfection to this little girl. And like a Barbie. And even her outfit resembles a Barbie's outfit. Yeah. And I don't know why, like... in this time, a Barbie's outfit is, like, considered stylish. Because it looked kind of like... It didn't look like up-to-date fashion, but but it was to this little girl. So, okay. I, I mean, I guess she just seemed glamorous to her, and she has no yeah. idea what's actually fashionable. Yeah, that's probably it. Because you're right, it doesn't seem like she's super fashionable or anything. Yeah. She's just wearing kind of, like grown-up clothes yeah. <laughs> like they were nice but not extremely so yeah so yeah i guess she just likes like tan blonde women because that's what angeline is too true i think she kind of wishes she was a tan blonde woman yeah there's nothing like about this little girl that like looks homely or anything like she's a cute girl with like curly red hair but it's not like frizzy and she doesn't have braces or glasses or freckles or a mole like (laughs) yeah she looks pretty to me yeah but she doesn't look pretty to herself uh and then she talks to her aunt carol and her aunt carol why are they talking about having thin lips? I feel like that must have been part of... Oh, she was just talking about how Angeline's so pretty and she doesn't like oh, her, I guess. yeah. So our Aunt Carol's like, I used to be made fun of because my lips were too thin and everyone called me lizard lips. <laughs> and But then I got older and then I started kissing boys and no one was complaining about my thin lips then. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if it's the best message to give a young middle schooler, but... yeah. It seems to cheer this girl up, I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like she's trying to be like, I'm the cool aunt that'll talk about kissing with you. Yeah. Even though you're a kid and <laughs> I like treat you like you're older and you like that and that's cool and fun. But it, it does come Pretty off much. really weird. <laughs> like, I don't know about that, Aunt Carol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best approach. Yeah. Um, and then... I feel like there's probably another musical number at this point. We've gone a little while without one. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a lot. There's, I don't know, like, six or ten musical numbers in this movie that's, like... 90 minutes long it doesn't make any sense why there's this many none of the songs are good either they're not no. terrible they're just they sound like they were written by a 13 year old i would say one or two of them are catchy but still not good yeah um i know she does eventually sign up for the jumbathon Oh, yes, that yeah. was That's soon after Carol thing. comes. Yeah. I think it's because Hudson is like, you were always great at double dutch. So yeah. So you should sign up for it. And she's like, oh, well, if you think I should do it, I should do it. So she signs up. Yeah, that's what it is. And then I guess <laughs> Isabel signs up too, but they're raising money together. Yeah. she's. She, I thought she was just like helping Jamie. Yeah. But maybe she's actually signed up. I don't know, because it looks like at the end of the movie when the jumpathon happens, she has her own jump rope. Yeah, that's true. But I don't maybe she did. Uh, who knows? <laughs> it wasn't clear. <laughs> it wasn't clear, it doesn't really matter. Her and her friend Isabel go door to door and they're asking for money and they go to an old lady's house who seems to not be able to hear them very well. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the old lady just hands them a giant garbage bag full of clothes. And they're like, oh, I guess she just wanted to donate clothing and didn't understand. That's fine. Uh, we'll just put it in our front yard and forget about it and walk away. So they do that. Smart idea. Yeah. And they come back. And then the dog has taken all the clothes out of the bag and what's in the bag <laughs> it's completely full of granny panties basically <laughs> large white underwear loose not in a bag it's not like she had a bunch of packets of underwear oh no 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 yeah yeah it's just like it looks like laundry day <laughs> yeah used pairs of underwear <laughs> I can't imagine why anyone would try to give used pairs of underwear away to any charitable cause in and any it, circumstance. And it was like she was ready for this to happen. <laughs> like they were just sitting there. Because she hands them the bag pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it just made me like, as a prank, want to do this to like Girl Scouts or something someday. Like someone comes to my door and I'm like, here's a giant bag of underwear. <laughs> Have fun with that, kids. <laughs> Which they do. <laughs> I can't. So, like, this movie needs a moment to, like, make her look embarrassed in front of Hudson, I guess. And it has to involve granny panties. Like, this is, like, important to the author, I guess. Because there's not a million other ways she could have gotten embarrassed at middle school in front of a boy. This is the only way it's going to happen. So... 
she panics and is like, we need to get all of these underwears into the bag as quickly as possible before Hudson (laughs) drives by my house. And then they start (laughs) dancing around with underwear. And then Isabel, like, holds out some underwear like it's a cape, like she's a matador. And then Jamie, like, runs at the underwear headfirst like a bull. And then she has used underwear on her head. And, like, at first they're like, this is so disgusting, I can't even. And now they're like... Basically rubbing themselves all over with used underwear. It's so disgusting, yet we can play in it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, this moment, this switch over to, I love nothing better than to, like, roll around in dirty (laughs) underwear. It's so quickly. It does. It's like one second they're picking them up, and then all of a sudden they're joyfully... Skipping around the yard, playing in them, <laughs> like frolicking, <laughs> like it's just another day at the park. Yeah, with underwear. Exactly. But in their front yard. Exactly. And so Hudson, of course, sees this. There's underwear all over <laughs> her front yard and on her head, and he's like, "What?" And that's the end of the scene. Um. Then, oh, oh, they they keep trying to make, oh, the assistant principal is named, like, something like Danny DeVito, but not Danny DeVito. (laughs) Yeah. And then, why does he want to talk to her? He wants to talk to her, and he's, like, trying to dissuade her from being friends with Isabel. But I don't know if something precipitated that. I don't remember. <laughs> did she get sent to his office? Like class? I feel like she did, but I don't think she's done anything wrong, so I don't even know why she's in the office. I don't remember. I don't know. I think she does something slightly wrong, but not too wrong, and then he's like concerned in with the wrong crowd, which is made up of exactly one other kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, everyone has a permanent record, which is like a classic trope of kids' TV. There's no such thing. But <laughs> yeah. So then he shows Isabel's folder to Jamie, and there's like a picture on top of her, like, caught red handed doing something wrong. But yeah. I don't remember what that was. Isabel spat at somebody. Oh, right. And apparently there's a a picture of it in her record. Yeah. Like, that's something that happens. (laughs) (laughs) That your your little mistakes are caught on camera and kept in your record. They live in a surveillance state, I guess. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Uh, And there was, like, three other instances. Like, she talked back to a teacher. Yeah. I don't know. Really petty stuff. Yeah, none of it was, like, that big a deal. But, like, Jamie, like, has something smart to say to each one. And, like, when he gets the spitting one, she's like, she's expressing her inner dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, oh, yeah, you best watch yourself. Otherwise, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself and all that. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And 
then it seems that they're like super charitable because they're like raising money for the jumpathon and raising money for like junior optometry or something yeah they they call it like the youth optometry federation or something, something like that yeah yeah um, and, and this Jamie, was Isabel's like, idea. Yeah, Jamie totally believes Isabel, thinks this is a real thing. <laughs> Even though it's so obvious. It's very obviously not a real thing. <laughs> um, and then one day, Isabel comes into school <laughs> with contact lenses that she's colored oh, using yeah. <laughs> like a marker. <laughs> and because she's like colored in the whole thing, she can't see anything. So she's constantly like bumping into walls. Which is a huge waste of money. Like if she's going to con people out of money to spend on contacts for herself, why not just buy the colored ones to begin with? Right. <laughs> or like just wear regular contacts if that's all you can afford. It's better than like yeah putting dye into your eyeballs. <laughs> I know she's a kid, but she's like, I don't know, 13. She should know better than that. Right? <laughs> that was like almost like a level of like body horror in this movie. Like watching her like putting in these <laughs> contact lenses and her like crying out in pain. <laughs> but it's like, oh, these girls are so zany. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, there's a newspaper that wants to interview them for their being charitable because they've raised so much money. Yeah. And then Jamie realizes it's not real. And But but before she realizes it, she goes on to I think she sings about it. How her inner beauty is shining. Oh, her awesomeness so, is awesome. Was it that the song? Yeah, my awesomeness yeah. is awesome. And she like, all because of her inner beauty becoming more beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the catch the the most catchy song. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, it features Hudson being tied up with jump rope uh, <laughs> by ninjas. By ninjas, <laughs> and then because she's so amazing at double dutch, she's able to like fight the ninjas. <laughs> and then there's like a whole audience that doesn't help her, but is cheering her on as she does it. And then Hudson's like, wow, you're so great. And she it keeps on singing, my awesomeness is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Catchy but dumb. <laughs> yeah. And there's like meatloaf that people get served. And it seems like every single day they serve the same lunch. And it's meatloaf. And the meatloaf is gross. True. And there's, I mean, this happens later, but there's, like, a whole musical number about how the meatloaf is, like, turning people weird. Because <laughs> she sees um, Angeline at one point, like, just grabs her and is all excited. And she's like, hi! Oh, yeah, that's why she thinks the meat it's something in the meatloaf. Yeah. And uh, it's just that Angeline, like, wants to be her friend. <laughs> But Angeline doesn't want to tell her, like, that they're soon going to become cousins uh, through marriage because she's the, I don't know, niece of the assistant principal. And the assistant principal, unbeknownst to anyone at this point, is dating Aunt Carol. Right. And Angeline knows this, but she doesn't know this. 
and it's like a secret for some reason but instead of saying something normal like hey you're doing the jumpathon too and giving her a hug or let's be friends she just runs up and hugs her and leaves yeah in her little sailor moon (laughs) costume yeah (laughs) so that wasn't creepy at all yeah and up until this point isabel and jamie hate angeline but like nothing's ever come to a head it's yeah. just like Angeline will use watermelon lip gloss and then Isabel will be like, that's my signature thing. <laughs> and then she'll be like, I'm watching you, Angeline. And Angeline will be like, what? And like, that's it. That's all the conflict they've had. Yeah. Um, pretty much. So now then, I can just think uh, of the awesome song that's all I can think of. But then there was the meatloaf song. Oh, that is a disturbing song. <laughs> Way too seductive for middle schoolers. Yeah, the the people who are like dressed up like they're they work in the cafeteria are kind of like in burlesque right. costumes, but like not quite that sexual. Like, you don't see much skin, but it's still, like, you can tell kind of what they're going like, for. I, I think, wasn't the main lunch lady wearing, like, a tight red dress? Yeah. That may or may not have had sequins on it? Or at least it <laughs> looked kind of shiny. I think if it may have had sequins and glitter on it in this movie, it probably <laughs> did. True. <laughs> and then you see, like, people handling meat. And it's like, it seems very sexual. Like, they're like kneading the meat, but they're doing it real slow. And they're like, look at the camera, like, yeah, I'm kneading this meat. And it's like, I don't know what that's really weird. Really weird. Please stop. (laughs) And then it's like this weird dream sequence because at the end, there's like a meatloaf puppet and it has a face on it. Oh my gosh. And at that point, I'm like, Am I having a fever dream? Is this something that's happening? (laughs) Yeah, that was a whole new level of weird. Because everything before was, like, goofy. Yeah. But, like, this was, like, something else. Yeah. It was really weird. (laughs) I can't even think of, like, what what it reminds me of. It's like if this suddenly was, like... Muppets Treasure Island where they have the cabin fever breakdown. Yeah. But it like fits in that movie. It does not fit in this movie. No, not at all. There's no puppets in the movie except for this one meatloaf. (laughs) And there's like no reason to make it so sexual. Especially since there's a song about meatloaf. Yeah. It was it was uh, was disturbing. Yeah, it wasn't okay. Um, at one point, she's sleeping on the couch because her dog farted in her room. And oh, yeah. And she hears Aunt Carol, who's now working at her school, talking about how she was on a date with this guy. And she's like, oh, it's so gross. Old people kissing. <laughs> uh, her Aunt Car- Carol's, like, in her 30s. She's not yeah. <laughs> um, but she doesn't know who the guy is. Um. But there was a funny line in there, something about, like, he had hands like Ben Affleck. Oh, and yeah. And then her, the main character's mom was like, is he known for his hands? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. And it's like, I don't, I don't think he is known for his hands, <laughs> and your sister is weird. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah. I don't know why it's like a secret that she's dating the assistant principal. Is it because she thinks that the girl's going to freak out or? I don't know. Is it because they're working together? Yeah, maybe because they're working together. But yet it's still okay for them to get engaged. Within like a month or maybe three. I don't know. The timeline's not like clear, but it's very fast. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if anything happens before the jump-a-thon that we haven't already talked about. Oh, they decide to actually raise money for kids in the school who needed glasses who didn't have them. Oh, that's right. And then the newspaper yeah. or the newspaper guy does a story on that. And then the money that was raised is just like, I guess this little girl has an allowance. And so her mom's like, you're going to continue doing chores and I'm going to give you this check, but you're not going to have allowance because I'm using your allowance money for the like for the real charity they make for the kids yeah which i i guess that's an okay punishment yeah but at first i felt like oh well she still gets to be in a newspaper article for doing charitable work like doesn't seem like much of a punishment yeah (laughs) (laughs) but she loses out on allowance money so i guess it's okay yeah that she frauded lots of neighbors (laughs) I mean, also, how much is this girl getting in allowance money? Or is this, like, for the rest of her life living with her parents that she's going to be paying this off? But we don't know. Yeah. Um, But it did prove the assistant principal right that she was a shady McShaderton. Yes. Oh, at one point, Isabel thinks that we can make Angeline disappear from the school if we steal oh, her permanent yeah. record. I so. guess that was like a little mini plot yeah. in a way that there's the permanent records in, in the assistant principal's office. And if they can just steal hers and destroy it, she'll be gone. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense, but like I guess they're kids. They don't understand how things work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... There's some sort of kerfuffle <laughs> in the cafeteria. Oh, that was with the meatloaf. Like, after oh. the meatloaf song, one of the lunch ladies, or maybe it was one of the office ladies who ate the meatloaf, like, goes down yeah, and gets she, like, sick or gets hurt or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. So then everyone's, like, running around, and then Isabel's <laughs> like, you need to go grab that folder now. So then she goes and she grabs the folder and she brings it home. Um, but she's like too miserable to look at it. Is that after her diary gets stolen? Or is she too miserable to look at it for another reason? I thought she was just wrought with guilt. Possibly. But it might have been at the same time as when her diary was stolen. But she was definitely going on and on about how awful she feels yeah she's yeah like feeling super guilty about it yeah and she like had tried to steal it earlier and had to like dupe her aunt who works in the office 
Oh, um, right. But that didn't work that time. So this is like <laughs> the second time she tried to steal it, and this time she was like actually able to. And she doesn't look at it because she feels so bad about having taken it. Yeah. And then eventually her diary gets stolen. This is, oh, we missed out on the song about how Hudson Rivers is the eighth <laughs> cutest boy in the school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did kind of like that musical number. That was, yeah, that was a little cute. <laughs> Isabel has come up with, like, a list of all the cute boys and ranks them. And uh, Hudson's number eight. And so she <laughs> sings, Jamie sings a song about, like, how she loves... Hudson, even though he's the eighth cutest boy. Yeah, it's totally not a problem with her. Yeah. And I think she says, like, eight is great or yeah. something. And eight is my fate or something like yeah. that. And then, I don't know, some of the boys, they look like they should be in high school. Yeah, that was, that was a little weird. There's then, a really tall one. Yeah. That definitely <laughs> looked older. Yeah. And then the whole song, he's just sitting in the grass staring at bugs, because that's all he cares about is bugs. Um, Which I didn't feel like helped him become yeah. more attractive, but... That's why he's number eight. He's too into bugs. Um, and then... She does that thing where she's, like, so caught up in her own daydream, she starts dancing in her art class. Yeah. And the art class might go away because it's considered an extracurricular. And all the extracurriculars might go away because they don't have enough money. So that's part of the reason she does the jumpathon too. Yeah, she does want to save, save art. Yeah. I think she was holding back at first from joining the Jumpathon because of Isabel's influence. Something about Isabel doesn't believe in fundraisers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's like, I don't know what time of year it is, but it's like three <laughs> months before Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, something and like that. The teacher's like, we're going to make Valentine's. And then she likes... Jamie's the best and takes it. And later we see that she's given it to the assistant principal. <laughs> so I guess, like, every woman that works with the assistant principal wants to be with him. I don't know what the whole point of that subplot was. Like, is that just to prove that the assistant principal is attractive? Or Maybe. what? Because she just kind of gives him the valentine. And he's like, we've talked about this or something. <laughs> he rejects her. But he makes it sound like she's coming on to him like all the time or something. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what's that story about? <laughs> but then it just ends. Yeah. It's like it. one scene. Well, two scenes if you count the scene where she actually gets the valentine. Yeah. And that's it. Which is... A great idea getting a child to make you a valentine for your love interest as an adult. Yeah. I, I mean, would not recommend that. If if a full grown man was like, hey, here's a giant cartoon shaped heart made out of construction paper. I made it just for you. I'd be like, thanks. <laughs> That's yeah. a little weird. 
And then if I found out, he was like, actually, I made my whole art class make one of these. And I picked this one because it's the best. I'd be like, that is way worse. Yeah. Uh. Kind of makes you think, like, no wonder these kids are weird. Look at their adults in their lives. <laughs> All the adults are weird. The, the woman who gives yeah. the underwear, the one who's trying to like date the assistant principal who isn't Aunt Carol, Aunt Carol herself who's telling this ridiculous story about being a good kisser to her niece. All the old and gets ladies. engaged within a month or two. Yeah, all the old ladies who are like, we love bran muffins. It's our <laughs> yes. favorite thing. And are so gullible to run out of the office and leave it unattended just because they're told bran muffins are in the cafeteria. Yeah, she wants to get rid of the office workers for a second so she can go get Angeline's folder. And so she's like, there's, wait, what kind of food do you like? And they're like, bran muffins. And then she's like, great, there's bran muffins in the cafeteria. And they're like, really? And they all they're run so out. excited about it. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> You're all that gullible? Yeah. At once? Together? Oh, dear. This movie's very silly. Um, and then, is it jumpathon time already or no? I think so. Okay, so it's jumpathon time, and oh no, wait, she loses her diary first. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was big. Yeah, so she has her diary with her at all times, which is stupid, but she does, <laughs> and she like loses it somewhere at school, and then um, there's this kid Matt who sits at the table at the cafeteria with Hudson and Angeline and a few other people we don't know. And mm -hmm. he starts reading aloud. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> There's like someone laying on the horn outside of my house or something. It's weird. Anyways, um, he starts reading aloud about how like, I wish Hudson would like get caught in a fire and be disfigured so that he would love me because I guess that, brings, that brings him to her level. Yeah. <laughs> Attractiveness matters, and then he would be at the same level as me, because I'm ugly. Yeah. And, and she's not ugly. Yeah, she's not ugly. Also, at that's all. a terrible thing to wish on someone, even right? if you, like, dislike them. <laughs> Let alone, like, I like you so much, I want you to be disfigured like Mr. Rochester at the end of Jane Eyre so that we can be together which is an interesting reading of the story of Jane Eyre if you think about it yeah <laughs> like Put it was a middle school twist on it yeah it's like I didn't care that you had your wife trapped in an attic I just thought you were too attractive for me so it's a good thing that your wife tried to like kill you using fire because otherwise we could not be together Anyways, <laughs> this is the excerpt that is read at the cafeteria, and she is, like, mortified, and she mm -hmm. runs out of there, and she gorges herself on chocolate, and yeah, her aunt explains that everyone has embarrassing stories, and she once threw up on a guy at a dance. Yeah, yeah, she's telling a story about how her her crush at this dance was like looking at her and like I don't know it kind of looked like the crush was talking to a friend about her and kept glancing her way 
but he since he keeps glancing at her she gets so nervous that she eats like every snack at the snack table and then by the time he gets to her to dance with her she pukes on him yeah because she ate all the snacks and then (laughs) jamie is imagining it and she has to use like gummy bears so that she doesn't make herself sick by imagining vomit (laughs) oh yeah but the gummy bears like look too much like vomit (laughs) it didn't help that much uh, so it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. And then she sings a song about, like, when I win the Nobel Peace Prize and have, like, a really hot husband and... Oh, yeah. All this is amazing. I'll look back and I'll be like, it's okay, younger <laughs> me. That you were <laughs> embarrassed in middle school, but now you're fine. Yeah. So she actually gets that concept that adults sometimes try to tell... Yeah. To middle school or high schoolers. They're yeah. like, okay, this isn't the end of the world because in your future it won't really matter that much. Yeah. But she also dreams of winning the Nobel Peace Prize with her hot husband. <laughs> <laughs> Which, why not? Dream big. <laughs> yeah, why not? If you want a trophy husband while you're super smart and win the Nobel Peace Prize, all right, sure. (laughs) If you want to be a Mal Clooney, by all means. (laughs) Um, So then she goes to the Jumpathon and she's all sad, still kind of. She's like at least still embarrassed. Yeah, like you can tell she doesn't really want to show her face. Yeah. And then she sees Angeline and she's like oh Angeline looks sad I'll go talk to her so yeah Angeline kind of like runs under the bleachers all of a sudden yeah she just go to the bleachers (laughs) even though nothing has happened to her yeah to embarrass her like she could have just sat down on a bleacher looking sad yeah or like looked like she was about to walk into the auditorium and then like at the last second choose not to and turn around yeah. But instead, she goes into the auditorium, starts looking distressed, and then runs underneath the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jamie sees her, goes under the bleachers, starts talking to Angeline, and Angeline's like, I can't turn the rope. And so <laughs> I won't be able to jump the rope. So oh all the money. Oh my God, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> all the money that I've raised, like, won't. They won't pay up if I don't, like, actually do the jump thing. Because I guess yeah, it's based on it's how like many pledges. jumps. Yeah. And then she's, Jamie realizes, like, if she doesn't participate, they'll lose out on a little bit of money. But if Angeline doesn't participate, they'll lose out on a lot of money. So she needs yeah. to, like, not participate and help turn the rope for Angeline so that they can win <laughs> for the sake of art and stuff. Which doesn't make sense. Like, she should try to get another student who, like, isn't enrolled to turn the rope for her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would doesn't. make more sense. Why can't someone else help her? Yeah. But I, I guess it's supposed to show her, like, being the bigger person. Yeah. instead of beating Angeline, yeah. she does it for the school. Yeah. She does it for art. Yeah. So she's, like, learned how to be a good person and stuff. And she and Isabel turn the rope for Angeline. 
and Angeline it holds her hair down <laughs> over her ears so it doesn't like flap around because <laughs> it doesn't occur to her that she can put it in a ponytail or braid it or something. So she's either too dumb to put it in a ponytail <laughs> or too vain yeah. to want it to look a little less attractive in a ponytail, yeah. which is super annoying because it's like this girl is giving up her spot in the jumpathon to help you jump because you're vain or stupid. Okay. Right. <laughs> and like we thought that she just was uncoordinated. Like she knew how to jump and she knew how to turn a rope but she couldn't do both at the same time for some reason <laughs> and like then she's like no i just had to hold my hair down and it's like yeah this is what? terrible <laughs> like this was supposed to be a great moment of like us all coming together and yeah there's this one cheerleader we never see a whole squad we just see one woman who's a cheerleader who looks like a high schooler but it's supposed to be a middle schooler yeah she's super tall and she's wearing, like, a Wildcats uniform from High School Musical. And she's like, we're all in this together. She says this twice, and everyone hates her for it. <laughs> and it's like, that seems unnecessary. <laughs> like, she is annoying, but you can just roll your eyes. You don't have to all in one voice yell at her. Right. What did they say? Something the poor girl. Like, no, we're not cupcake. Or Yeah, they call it cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Or shut up, cupcake. Yeah. Or something. And it's supposed to be Poor like... Poor girl. Yeah. It's supposed to be like this movie's trying to be like, we're irreverent and cool, unlike Disney. So, <laughs> whatever. And it's like... No. You're not as good as Disney, though. So, like, <laughs> don't make fun of them. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. silly. <laughs> but... Making fun of a movie that was actually... Way better than Better than your movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's this great moment of coming together and like none of it mattered. It's just yeah. this girl is annoying. <laughs> it's like we came together and put ourselves last so this girl could be vain. Yeah. <laughs> or dumb. And then yeah. there's a party at Jamie's house and uh, a lot of Aunt Carol's coworkers are there. And we don't know what this party is for. It's just, like, a party. Yeah. And then they announce that um, Aunt Carol and the assistant principal are engaged. And then they call it later an engagement party. And it's like, <laughs> you can't have an engagement party unless you already knew they were engaged. And they didn't know they were engaged, so... No, that's true. It's not an, an engagement party. Also, why are so many people, like, from the school? Like, I mean, I guess it's all the people they have in common. Probably, yeah, but it still seemed weird. They have no other friends. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any other friends. Because <laughs> um, that assistant principal only dates people he like knows from school. Apparently, <laughs> oh, brother. Um, and then, like, she finds out that Angeline and her are gonna be cousins. And she's like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> and then the dog farts and everyone laughs. But it's like, okay, why does it matter if you're going to be cousins? Like, it's not like you're going to be stepsisters. Like, that would be really yeah. dramatic. Because then you, like, live together. Yeah. And you're going to be in each other's lives for, like, the rest of your lives. But, but like, cousins, cousins is like, yeah. 
Sure, maybe you see each other around sometimes at family gatherings, but yeah. not, not all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and even if, even if it was like his daughter, like, it's still like her, her aunt. aunt. So it's, yeah, it's not like it would, but it would even be closer. But it's like right. it's his niece. It's like who cares who this guy's niece yeah. is? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, she'll be at the wedding, but like. Other than that, like, who cares? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, I guess Angeline's all right after all. And then she gets a phone call from Angeline and she's like, hey, uh, oh, I guess, I don't know if Angeline tells her this or Isabel tells her this, but somebody tells her that Angeline covered for her with the diary. Oh, yeah. That was under the bleachers, too. Oh, Was okay. it? Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe not. Oh, maybe it was at the party. Oh, But yeah, right. I think... No, 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 you're right. Isabel, her friend Isabel tells her that 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 she saw Angeline ask for the diary and say that it was like a friend of hers or her cousins or something who goes yeah. to another school and was talking about a different Hudson. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, okay. And they, they don't know whose diary it is. Yeah, they just kind of accept that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jamie gets her diary back and everything's great. And then she gets a phone call from Angeline and Angeline's like, by the way, I'm going to take Hudson as my date to the wedding. So deal with it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to sing another rock song about being <laughs> filled with inner beauty and awesomeness. <laughs> and I'm still in love with Hudson. And it's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Where everyone kind of celebrates. Yeah. And dances. Including all the adults. Yeah. Dancing goofy. And I think that's all that happened. <laughs> oh, but my favorite line. I have to say my favorite oh, line. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That was in the kitchen of Jamie's house with her and her friend Isabel. It's during the party. Yeah, because I think they had just announced the engagement. Mm -hmm. So now they know who Aunt Carol's mystery man is. And they say something, one of them says something to the effect of like, oh, like, why Principal Dan? And Isabel's like, men with power? Like... (laughs) I guess asserting that as a explanation, and then she goes, Voldemort, like in a in a dreamy voice, like kind of quiet, but you can still tell what she says. And Isabel's just like, or no, and then Jamie's like, what? And she's like, oh, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> so yeah, Isabel is. Uh total weirdo and uh, has a crush on Voldemort (laughs) (laughs) which is probably the funniest thing about this movie is that Isabel has a crush on Voldemort (laughs) I found that line funny that was probably my favorite line yeah that was that and the Ben Affleck hands yeah that was weird (laughs) but the idea that like a teenage girl is like you know who I think is amazing is Voldemort is probably the best joke of the entire movie (laughs) It was. It was good. So, 
I guess we can rate it now. We have one to five stars for actual quality and then, I don't know, diaries for how mockable it is, one to five. So I think for quality for me, it's like a three. It's like better than a lot of other movies I watch that are made for TV movies. Oh, really? Like, it's way over the top, but it's for kids, so it's okay. Like, the meatloaf song is not okay. (laughs) I'm still traumatized by the meatloaf song. (laughs) And there's way too many songs, and each song should have been rewritten by someone who knows how to write songs. Yes. But, and re-choreographed by people who know choreography. (laughs) But given that it's meant for kids. Yeah. It can kind of be excused to some extent. Yeah. Like, I'm still not going to give it a five. But, like, it's fine. Like, Mm. I think if I was 13, I'd be like, that was fun. I still don't know if that would be, like, my favorite movie that I'd watch over and over again. But. Yeah. I could see it. I could see finding it super funny at 13. Yeah. And it's only. I probably would, too, at that age. Yeah. It's, like, a little funny. It's not really that funny. Like, there's a lot of jokes. But very little of it's actually funny. (laughs) But if I was 13, I'd probably be into it. What do you think for stars? Um, Maybe it's that I don't watch a whole lot of made-for-TV movies or I'm being too harsh. I was thinking like a one. Oh, wow. (laughs) But I guess if I'm looking through the lens of a middle schooler and it being made for that age group, I would probably actually give it a two. Yeah. That's still pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Maybe it's the songs. The songs are real bad. (laughs) I can't... uh, I know. (laughs) I can't excuse it some because it's made for tweens, but still. Oh. There's so many. There's so many, and... And then, like, They're so unnecessary. Yeah. And some of them are just about, like, stupid plot points instead of something major. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to round up all the pretty people in the world so that <laughs> our problems will be gone because we look average. Like, that's not essential to the plot of the movie. Yeah. Like, her being average looking, although she is pretty, was not, like, that huge, although she does seem to be really concerned about it like it's not essential to the plot yeah 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 those those songs really got me (laughs) they made me laugh but still yeah there's even a song like halfway through the movie where it's like a bunch of janitors are in the hallway with aunt carol Carol is in an evening gown and they're like in tap shoes and they're like getting like ready for their big number and then they're like we ran out of money i guess we can't finish this song oh no and it's like the only it it just doesn't work cuz like no. yeah she's talking to the audience the entire time but like the the things are supposed to be like happening in her head so like 
I don't know. Yeah. It should have been like, ugh, I'm too tired to think of an entire number right now, rather than like the movie ran out of money. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. And it happens it like way too far into the movie. Like it should either be the last number or yeah, the first the number. Like you can't be like halfway through, <laughs> we ran out of money. Oh wait, there's another song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work. It was really dumb. No. Um, but yeah, in terms of like mockability, I think this one actually has a really high score for mockability. <laughs> just because like... My mouth I do was agree. open sometimes, like just in shock. <laughs> like, that's a puppet with a face on it, and it looks like a meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, she wants to round up pretty people and like maybe kill them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> or like, this little girl is putting in like toxic chemicals into her eyeballs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> or we're running around in underwear that's been used. And it maybe wasn't wasn't it even like in slow motion at one point? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. like so many wacky choices. <laughs> like every five minutes is something insane. And so I don't know, like maybe a four, like four dumb diaries. Because <laughs> it's not like it's poorly acted. Like it's True. doing what it's it's trying to do. The acting was good for the movie. Yeah, they they fit what they were, who the characters were supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So I won't give it a five, but it it's still. An insane movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I feel like on the edge, like mm. if I could give, if I can give it a four and a, a four and a half, if that's allowed, yeah, I would give it four and a half <laughs> dumb diaries for mockability. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard to explain just how crazy this movie is. I mean, I guess that's essentially what we've just done. It's yeah. It is, it is a wacky movie. But yet I feel like I haven't done it justice. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you need to look up this this puppet. And you need to, like, see the musical numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, like, experience it to know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a you have to experience it for yourself kind of thing. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Uh, you can go to our website, not another bad movie podcast. Libsyn, L I B S Y N dot com, or you can search for us on Facebook, or you can follow us on Twitter at N A B M podcast. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's everything. Thank you, Chelsea, for being on, and uh, thank you for having me. Sure. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone.